Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Blarney podcast. And Drew, it's been a, a while since we've done the last one. Is it good to be back? It is great to be back. It has been a few weeks. So hopefully we've got some good content for all you listeners out there today. And coming up on this week's show, we look ahead to London Irish's European Rugby Challenge Cup match versus Edinburgh. And Mike chats to London Irish assistant coach Clark Laidlaw. And we also have a game of Know Your Opposition with Scotland international Blair Cowan. This week, London Irish welcome Edinburgh to the Medeski Stadium in the Challenge Cup. After a tough start to the Aviva Premiership, Tom Coventry will be hoping his side can bounce back and get some revenge on the side that beat Irish in the quarters last year. Drew, it's a big match, tough opposition. Where do you see the big battles coming? Yeah, it is a very big match. They're uh, doing very well in the competition so far. Two opening round wins against Grenoble and, and Agen. And they're sort of middle of the table in, in, in the Pro 12. But their threats have got a very big, well-organised forward pack. Creates a good platform. Uh, Greg Tonks is very useful with the ball in hand and he has a very good territorial kicking game. So we'll have to be very aware of that. And they've got threats out wide as well with Dougie Five at fullback. Uh, they've got Michael Allen in the midfield who's a big abrasive ball carrier as well so there are threats we have the team in front of us so we'll go through it starting at number 15 Dougie Fife on the wings number 14 Tom Brown and number 11 Atula Katoa and in the midfield they've named Michael Allen at 13 and Andres Strauss at 12 Greg Greg Tonk starts at fly half with Nathan Foles inside him at number 9 Nathan Foles spent a bit of time with Sale Sharks in the past so he knows London Irish Number one, Rory Sutherland. Number two and captain, Neil Cochrane. Number three, John Andres, the former Worcester Warrior. Number four, Antoine Bressler is partnering Alex Toulis, who's spent a little bit of time at London Irish previously. Jamie Ritchie's at six, Hamish Watson at seven, and Cornell Dupree at number eight, big back row, who, big number eight, sorry, who'll look to get his side over the, over the advantage line. George Turner, number 16, Grant Shield, 17, Simon Bergen, 18, Magnus Bradbury, 19, Christine, 20, 21, Sam Hidalgo Klein, who obviously had a tremendous game in the quarterfinal at Medeski last year against us. Number 22 is young 18 year old fly half Blair Kinghorn, and number 23, Damien Hoyland. So good impact off the bench as well with the likes of Kinghorn and Hidalgo Klein. And you mentioned Hidalgo Klein there, obviously played an instrumental role in there quarter-final win at the Medeski last season. Going into this game, is that something that the London Irish squad are going to be looking back over and use it as as almost like motivation? Or is this it's a new, it's pretty much a new squad, new coaching team, new start, just draw a line under yeah, it? Yeah, I, I think it's draw a line. I think Clark alludes to it later on in his interview. It's two new teams. It's a very different looking Edinburgh side from what we played back in April. So... There are threats, and you have to be very aware of those. But it's a it's a new a new year, new competition. Um, so I think draw a line under it, and obviously do the analysis of what's happened this season, and prepare for that. And we'll come on to the London Irish squad in a second. But just a quick note on Johnny Williams, who starts in the midfield after missing out last week. Um, incredible start to his senior career, and just a word on how he's going and what he'll be hoping to add this weekend. Yeah, well, he's been a shining light for London Irish in what has been a difficult start. Johnny's really, really shone. Um, three appearances, four tries, including a brace at the the double header in front of 40,000 people at Twickenham. So he's riding high. He missed out last week. He's 18 years old. You need to manage these players. You don't want them to get burnt out too quickly. So as much as it might have been a surprise amongst our supporters to not see Johnny on, on the team sheet last week, he is a young lad and you, need, you do need to manage that. So he will play, and I'm sure he'll play a leading role in, in quite a few games this season, but 
it'll be managed by the coaches. Um, another big chance for him tomorrow is up against Andre Strauss in the in the in the Edinburgh midfield, big South African, abrasive. It'll be another tough challenge, but every challenge he seems to come up against, he he does very well. And he's a young lad. He's very confident, very humble, um, and he he's gonna he keeps working hard, wants to keep progressing, and who knows what the future might hold for for Johnny. And to the London Irish team, Tom Coventry has selected Sean Maitland at fullback. Alex Lewington and Andrew Fenby are on the wings. Andrew Fenby makes a start having played a fair bit of Ailey game recently, so it's good to see Andrew back in the fold. Johnny Williams at 12 with a Selly Tekeru tumor at 13. Shane Geraghty has recovered from injury to be named at fly half, and he is outside Brendan McKibben at scrum half. Tom Court, Gerard Ellis and Ben Franks make up the front row with Owen Sheriff and Jeb Sinclair in the, in the second row. Matt Simmons still a week or so away, as is George Givington. Luke Narraway will captain the side at number six. Connor Gilsonen comes into that fetcher role at seven and a feast of Trevor Annis, number eight. Jimmy Stevens is the backup hooker with Tom Smallbone and Leo Halabatow covering the front row. David Cece and Blair Cowan covering the back row. And the back replacements, Darren Allenson, Theo Broffy-Clues and Dominic Waldock. So just a few points to note on the team. You know, First and foremost, the likes of uh, Connor Gilsonen, Shane Garrity and Andrew Fenby haven't had too much rugby this season for a variety of factors so a real chance for them to go out there tomorrow and really put a, stake their claim Absolutely um, Connor and, and Andrew have played a fair bit of A-League, game re- uh, A-League rugby recently Shane's been injured so it's great to have Shane back uh, at fly half and his partnership will, will be crucial with Brendan uh, it's a very important two weeks for us. We want to compete in this competition and the coaches have alluded to that. But it's also a chance to build some momentum, work on some partnerships uh, and build some confidence going back into into the our bread and butter, which is, of course, the Aviva Premiership. So very important two weeks. Great to see Shane back. Uh, and Connor can really stake a claim as well for that seven jersey. He's got a big fight on his hand with, hands with Blair Cowan and Joe Trafer, who will be returning from injury as well. So... Uh, it's great to have players returning you know the combinations and the partnerships can be worked on the next few weeks and look to to build some confidence heading back into the Premiership and Sean Maitland as well making his first start after injury frustrating you know the only got a few games then picked up a knock so you know he'll be hoping that he can really push forward and show what he can offer as well and having played in the Pro 12 last year maybe he'll be giving them a bit of an inside track on this weekend's opposition. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He's playing up against a lot of his international teammates as well, so he'll be looking to get one up. Yeah, Sean, he played against Ajon, he played against Grenoble, played very well against Grenoble. Unfortunately, was concussed and, and had to undergo the statutory protocol to return to play. Um, and he was sorely missed, but he's back in the fold this week. He'll look to impress against his fellow countrymen um, and spark that back line. You know, there's some really good, talented players there. If you look at Maitland, Lewington, Tikaratuma, Williams with his power and, and ball handling skills, you know, there's some real prowess out, out wide, and Irish will want to use that on Saturday. And Brendan McKibben returning from his band, came off the bench last week against Quinns, but, uh, you know, for a, a player who had, you know, earned, earned the nine jersey, had to take a few weeks off, he'll be looking to really, you know, show what he's got and prove prove himself it's a tricky position scrum half at the minute because we've got three very evenly matched players we've seen Darren's done a job in Europe he's looked very good Scott still looked has looked very good as well so Brendan will certainly want to cement his starting place but he's got sort of you know real competition from those two so bodes well for the club but yeah Brendan will certainly want to be uh, 
you know, putting his authority over that position and, and putting in a performance that warrants a shirt next week. And finally, another position where there's quite a tussle over the starting shirt is the hooker position. Uh, London Irish blesses a uh, wide stock of good hookers this season. Gerard Ellis started last week, starts again this weekend. Um, obviously very powerful in the loose, and they'll be hoping that he can get over the game line. Yeah, that's what Gerard's known for, his attributes in, in attack and defence. He's been working tirelessly on his set piece and will continue to do so. Um, he, he offers so much around the park. It, it's great to have Gerard involved because he's like an extra back rower. So he, he gets another opportunity. Jimmy Stevens off the bench this week. So you're right again. David Pace, short-term injury, should be back in the next few weeks. Gerard will again, like like Brendan, want to be staking a claim for a starting spot for next week and going back into the Premiership. We're now joined by Blair Cowan on the Blarney podcast for a quick quiz of know your opposition on Edinburgh. Blair, thanks for joining us. First up. How many miles is it from Edinburgh to the Medeski Stadium? Oh, come on. Could have got something a bit easier than that one. Uh, I'm going to go... ...485. We'll give you half a mark. It's 410. So not too bad. Uh, Second up, when was Edinburgh Rugby Club founded? Um... It's a really tough one. 1892. Again, another half mark, 1872. Oh. So close again. Who is the Edinburgh head coach? Um, Alan Solomons. Correct, very good. And <laughs> number four, who is the Edinburgh captain? captain at the moment. I think a few leaders so that's a tough one. At the moment uh, I would have said Ross Ford. No, it's Mike Coman is the club captain. And finally, the last one, who is the Edinburgh mascot? What's their name? Edinburgh mascot. Did you say what's her name? His name. Oh. <laughs> um... It used to be called the Gunners. I don't know if it's got something to do with that. Uh, I'll give you a clue. The second part of the name is it's something McStag. Edinburgh McStag? <laughs> no, it's Flinty McStag. Flinty. Uh, but not Babla. You got three out of five. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Clark, thanks for joining us on the Blarney podcast. Uh, first of all, it's been a tough start to the season, but a big double header now in the Challenge Cup against Edinburgh, and a real chance to build some momentum for when we move back into the Premiership. Yeah, it has been a tough start. You know, we've had um, you know six tough games in the Premiership and, and not managed to, to tick off a win there. So it's been difficult. The boys are working hard to, to try and rectify that. We had um, you know a couple of European games earlier in the season where, where our performances were, were a bit better. Um, and as you say, playing Edinburgh back to back gives us an opportunity to, I suppose, flush the Premiership for a couple of weeks and, and focus on a different competition. And you yourself are a Scotsman. How much do you know about Edinburgh and their style of play? Yeah, well, I've not not seen them play um, a lot over the last seven years, but you know, over the last few weeks, been been focusing a bit more on on what they're up to. So they're they're a very well organised team. They've got you know a really good defence and really good set piece. Uh, their scrums given given teams some real trouble over the last little little while so we will have to you know match that as well as, as get our defence right around their, their set piece their mall and their scrum as I say are very strong 
And as you mentioned, it was a great performance against Agen in the competition earlier, and then a very narrow loss at the end to Grenoble. Is this a competition that, as a squad, you're targeting? Yeah, I think, you know, with having a tough start this season, we're targeting every game to try and build some momentum and to, to develop our game. So, you know, we're looking at every game on merit to, to try and build our game and improve. So, yeah, it's obviously a competition. You know, we've got six points out of the first couple of games. Um, we've got back-to-back games against Edinburgh. If we can get, you know, a win and a bonus point or, or a couple of wins again, and these two would set us up um, pretty well in the group. So, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily looking long-term in, uh, in the quarterfinals and so on, but we're certainly looking at these two games to, to put a performance together. And as well as helping your prospects in the group, it could also be a chance to lay down some performances to build on when the Premiership returns in two weeks' time. Yeah, for sure. You know, as I say, we because of the performances in the Premiership, we've not got a lot of confidence out with some of those games and we need to build combinations and, and build build some momentum. So Saturday provides us with an opportunity for that um, against Edinburgh. And last year, the, these two sides met in the quarterfinals where Edinburgh won that game. Have you looked back over that game much or is it new season, new teams, fresh start? Yeah, we haven't looked at it last year. We've not even talked about it last year, to be honest. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing slightly different to last year. We're pl- playing, you know, fairly different to last year too. So it's a, a clean slate, um, as you say, a good opportunity to play a team back-to-back. It means we can try a few things this week and, and learn from them and then and have another crack-up in Edinburgh next Friday night. Brilliant. Well, Clark, thanks for joining us and all the best for the weekend. Thank you. Well, I'm delighted to say Paul Hodgson has joined us on the Blarney podcast. Paul, Paul, I think this is your first time, is it, on the podcast? I believe so, I believe so. I can't believe this is the first time we should have spoken to you before. A legend of this club, 200 appearances. I'm very, very excited. The nicest thing I've ever said about you, I think. (laughs) Um, Paul, we're here to talk about the academy. Your second league game of the season against Wasps at Mainhead Rugby Club. Can you talk us through your team selection and what you hope, obviously you want to win the game, but what you hope to see from these young lads this evening? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we've been slightly restricted um, this second league game against Wasps at Maidenhead is, uh, has collided with the last fixture of the season for uh, a few of our schools, uh, Wellington and uh, amongst others. So we've had to balance out the, the squad with, uh, with those relationships with the schools. But all that does is provide other opportunities for other boys in our gold group. Um, we have roughly 38, 39 gold players, under 18s, under 17s, and uh, the last outing against Exeter, they, they fared very well. Um, to get five tries to zero was, was, was very pleasing. But whilst having um, a fair few more England under 18s players um, will be a physical side. So what I'm looking for from our perspective is to match that. And very similar to Exeter, just to see lots of examples and uh, you know our identity of what we created over pre-season, and um, and ever since of the way we've been training in all our kind of conditioning games since um, to come out into another game. And how's preparation gone? Because you've alluded to there, you've got players from various partners partner schools in the area. You've got the Ace Boys as well. How much training have you had with the full squad? So we train once a week, um, and that's on Monday evenings. Um, and more often than not, 
we'll probably get to see the same player twice a month. So again, managing that relationships with schools, obviously there's always things they're trying to balance out, whether that's academics or other sporting commitments. But um, we had a good session on the Monday uh, just gone and the boys prepared very well. Uh, since then, they would have actually played a game on Wednesday. So hopefully there's no uh, fatigue uh, hangover, uh, bringing it into tonight's game. But uh, we prepared well on Monday. We got a lot of good work done. Um, a slightly different session to our norm because normally it's all game-based with slight breakouts for uh, skill acquisition. But of course, as you can understand, uh, four days before the game, it's all about team organisation and just trying to get a few... Uh, a few bits of organisation and detail into this into the team, and obviously results are crucial for you. But for these lads as individuals, you know it's a big year for them. You've seen Johnny Williams and Theo playing for the under 18s last year, and Callum Watson and what they've gone on to achieve this year. These boys want to get senior senior academy contracts, so obviously for them it's about putting in a performance that helps the team, but obviously helps them as well. Yeah, you, you say the result and, and winning is crucial. Um, I, I think there's very much a balance between seeing those individual guys improving, uh, similar to Theo Boffy Clues and Johnny Williams and Curtis Landon and Callum Watson last year. It's it's a real balance between making sure that it's, it's, it's a development um, game and uh, all we need to see from all the individuals is, is their game growing, is them getting better as individuals. And of course, if that all comes together, then there may be a winning performance then. And I totally get that, in fact, these players need to learn how to win um, even at their age, because obviously that's something that they will take on to their rugby careers, albeit whether that's professionally, university, or just socially. You know, it is, you know, everyone likes winning, and it's important for me to facilitate um, those type of environments where they learn how to win. So a lot of what we do is is about the guys empowering the players um, to take ownership of how they can come up with solutions to problems. So myself, Dick Danahan, Nick Kennedy, will often come up with uh, questioning and technique which just doesn't come up with the solutions for them. We leave that to the players and more often than not at the moment they're very good at that and um, so that's the balance between winning and development we'll consider both um, and uh, you know, apart from that it's, it's about enjoying enjoying playing for London Irish and finally I guess for you you're 18 months into the, your academy coaching career now how are you enjoying it do you miss the playing and I, mean, I guess you're still out on the, on the park but in a, a different capacity are you enjoying it? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it now more than I have probably even my last couple of years of playing. I really am enjoying this. I think it's because I'm part of a team that's very, very passionate about their job. We've got two new recruits in James Lightfoot Brown and Patrick O'Grady. Um, these guys are looking after the bottom end, um, the under 13s, under 15s, and I see them now on a day to day being very, very passionate about that. And you know, attacking that kind of conveyor belt beginning. Um, with you know, energy and, and, and complete uh, uh, you know complete concentration of how they can get players on that and develop them and then uh, the um, the addition of Brian Fitzpatrick as well as our academy analysis again he's taken I believe our analysis to a new level in the academy and um, as ever the work that Nick Gallagher and Manny put in as uh, SNC and medical um, is, is second to none so look 
me, Deck and Nick, who have now been here 18 months, we're, we're enjoying it hugely. And it's the likes of Johnny Williams and Theo Buffy-Clues graduating into the first team that is obviously part of that. But in fact, it's seen under-15s perform at Harrow. It will be under-16s performing at Wellington post-Christmas. Under-18 players uh, putting on a performance to be proud of. That's the type of thing that you know, we get our highs and our fixes from now that we're not players. Paul, it's been great speaking to you. Thanks very much for your time and good luck this evening. Andrew, I'd like to say the same for you, but I won't, but I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. And that is all for this edition of the Blarney Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll be back next week with more news from London Irish. Thank you for listening to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.